0: Hello, everybody, and w- <coughs> that's a good start. Welcome to WCCF Tech. Oh, I may have got the runner again. I hope I have, maybe. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, got Francesco, got Francesco's sure, ejaculating.
1: No, I just said no, no.
0: So, yeah, WCCF Tech podcast. I am back from Gamescom i got i returned yesterday for, as when we're recording now uh so i had three days in the press business whatnot sector doing back to back back to back back to back meetings previews blah, blah blah which will all get re- written up and i'm joined by fran cesco who is not showing his video face thing today
1: no thank the phone or rather thank discord then <laughs>
0: And Alessio who never shows his face.
2: Yeah, he just he just wanted to copy me. And that's the
0: real reason. Yeah, I Bloody
2: wanted to feel thrill
1: I wanted to feel the thrill of talking at a screen <coughs> with
0: no face. <coughs> oh no. I will have to remember to flip my microphone up when I start coughing. Probably killing everybody's eardrums here. So yeah. Um in fact, we'll move on to Gamescom as the second topic, because what you just mentioned, Francesco, is a good quick opener. Talk about PlayStation.
1: Yeah. yeah, so Sony announced that it is raising the price. Actually, they haven't said when, but I think it's with immediate effect.
0: They are yeah, the price
1: think. of the PlayStation 5, both digital edition and the regular one, in uh, some major markets, in Europe, Canada, Japan, and I think some... A few other places, I think. I think okay, yeah.
2: yeah, not the U.S. Not so in the U.S.
1: I don't
0: get that. Why?
1: Well, I think in the U.S. they are they are not feeling that confident against against Microsoft. I think. Well, they have hmm. they
2: have more competition, yeah, against Microsoft.
1: In Europe, they don't have much. And that's uh, a shame. That's probably it, and. Uh, I don't think they were too happy to make that to to make this. To be honest, to increase the price because this is just even if it's not that much and people haven't been able to buy a PlayStation 5 at retail price since it released, it's not really a major change. But it's bad PR, and Microsoft can spin this in so many ways.
2: You know, it's
0: uh, irritating.
2: It's uh, it's interesting because. Uh, you know, the following day, uh, a few stories started circulating on websites like GamesRadar and others that uh, there were mostly complaints in Japan, actually, because many Japanese players were uh, unhappy, mostly, you know, because they were looking forward to playing Final Fantasy XVI on PS5. But now that's going to be more difficult actually, because I think... uh, the price increase is even larger in Japan than it is in Europe. And, uh, I mean, some of them even went as far as asking Square Enix to make the game available on PC as well, right away, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of the usual delay. So that's... Yeah,
0: uh, don't think that's going to happen because it's already been paid for.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's telling that, uh, you know, even Japanese players ask... Uh, For a PC version of the game, it's uh, a new world in a way. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
2: It's not really.
0: I suppose, though, just looking at the Japanese price, it's not. It's it's about the equivalent of one hundred pound cheaper than it is here in the UK. So I don't. It's not that big of a bloody issue. Well, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, you have to think that living in Japan costs a lot.
0: compared to
1: here and we don't know if they're suffering from the same inflation that we are but if they are it's 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 going to be very bad
2: also i think the the yen has been uh you know doing badly compared to. yeah so
1: i i read some analysts saying that this this was uh sony made this decision due to the dollar increasing in value over uh, Pretty much every other currency. Right. Like it's on a par with euro now. It's... Yeah. So that's probably one of the reasons is they just. Yeah, I think keeping the margins. Yeah. yeah. Keeping the margins. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a bollock. I mean, uh, have... maybe it's just... Have they got the supply for everything still? I don't know.
1: Well, uh, uh, availability has. Is has improved, because you still can find it in shops, at, at least here, but it's easier to find online. Yeah. And it bund- only bundles, though. The console by itself is still difficult to find.
0: Okay. Yeah, I suppose it's... Yeah, it's just a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. And then and the, the US uh, price isn't moving at all, the like bastards. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's like... Uh... I mean, if, uh, for example, if euro started, uh, you know, making a comeback on the dollar, and you know it used to be worth more than a dollar until a few months ago, maybe it could be cheaper for European customers to actually import a US yeah. console at that point. At that point, because you know, cheaper price and uh, possibly cheaper currency if things go back to. Uh,
0: the then previous. again, I'm just thinking now. Um, the one difference with the U.S. is that when they when you buy something in the U.S., you have to then add the sales tax on top of that. So the prices we see for the U.K. for Europe and all that that includes the tax price. Oh. So it's probably not too dissimilar. Um, yeah, depend on what these taxes uh, wherever you're buying it from.
1: Yeah, well, that, that depends from state to
0: state. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, okay. I think it's not the best move by Microsoft increasing prices, but they're a company. They're, they're obviously looking and thinking we need to keep our profit margins up. It's half of the course. By Sony, not Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. they're all the same. <laughs> yeah. they're but, all.
2: You know, they're blaming it on the inflation, of course. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think it's another uh, it's another point where Microsoft is uh, leveraging its considerable, you know, uh, power in terms of uh, just how big it is compared to Sony, mm. in that they don't need to have those margins as much as Sony. So they don't need to increase the price at this point. So... We'll see yeah. if, it, if it if it makes a significant difference. I don't know,
0: but uh, yeah, yeah, well, we'll see then.
1: I don't, I don't, th- I don't think it will because people are buying the PlayStation Five for the games, not just because yeah, it's yeah. more affordable.
0: <laughs> I do think one of the issues will be though they may f- end up realizing they're pricing themselves out because, um, well, the world's heading for a bit of a cost of living crisis. Or at least the UK is, anyway. Nobody in the UK Uh, will be able to buy one
1: soon. uh, Europe
0: too. I say, in the UK, nobody will be able to buy one. We're going to struggle to be able to buy sandwiches soon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. So, we've talked on that. Let's, uh, yeah, fun times. (laughs) Fuck capitalism. Uh, (laughs) And speaking of fucking capitalism, let's talk about a very capitalist thing, Gamescom. Yeah. Um, so, go on.
2: Yeah, you know, my main curiosity is what was Gamescom like compared to you know pre-COVID Gamescom. You know, in terms of just the general uh, sides of it,
0: uh, how many people were there, and uh, what did you think? So. I didn't venture into the public area because I've already seen enough people in the business and press areas, though I saw the public massing in on the second day because the press is Wednesday to Friday, public starts on Thursday through to Sunday, so... When I saw the public coming through on the Thursday, there were masses and masses and crowds and crowds. And leaving each afternoon, you saw how many... Yeah, it it looked massive. Do I think there may be fewer people go? Potentially, but I don't think it's going to be such a massive drop that it stops them from returning. Well, we know they're going to return again next year, so that's already been decided. Um, from a point of view of me, there were there were less companies there. We know that um, Microsoft did show up. They they weren't showing a so they were doing a big showcase in one of the public booths for the press, essentially letting the press get early access to the public booth, which you would have got anyway. Uh, doing a big showcase, but I had meetings already, so I didn't go to that. Uh, they did have a little booth in the business area. Uh, where I saw a few titles. Um, So, Microsoft kept roughly the same sort of foot... Yeah, kept roughly the same sort of viewing. EA didn't show up, we know that. Um, Sony, no shows. Yeah, Nintendo as well, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I I seem to think that... I thought Ubisoft weren't showing up, but they did have a booth there, so I mean, I Uh, didn't... Gone. As far as I've been
2: told by PR, it was just for business, uh, you know, business-to-business business conversations, not uh, with the press. At least that's what they told me.
0: Okay. So, well, I suppose so. Um, yeah, because uh, they were definitely showing off skull and bones and rollerblade champions. Uh, um. Yeah, I suppose the biggest thing is. The sheer size and scope of what Embracer had on sh- on offering, uh, THQ Nordic had a massive booth. PlayOn, formerly Koch Media, a massive booth. In fact, they had two booths. Um, yeah. PlayOn even won the best lineup award. You know
2: the official award.
0: I can understand that. Um, they had, a, I mean, they. I spent a good, live, quite a few hours with them on the end of Friday so I saw quite a few different titles um, in fact I will be able to talk about them because the embargo is Monday and this goes out after Monday so I mean I I got hands-on with I have many last story crew um, which I like the look of beforehand floodland which I really like the look of that's a very good city building looking game scars above which is interesting. Um, I uh, there a number of different soulsy like games I would say. Um, yeah. But yeah, Skies Above will probably it'll be an interesting title. The Chant, which has weird, very weird. Um, a horror game, but quite very overtly psychological style. Well based on psychology, we'll put it that way, because it's all part of some sort of weird cult.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, system Shock, which I didn't like that much, so we'll leave that as that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah... I mean, there's so many, so many titles, and I didn't get a chance to see them all. I wanted to look at a game called to Anomalies, but I didn't get the chance. And, yeah, they had such a massive lineup. And when you look at Embracer, how many different entities they've got now, I mean, THQ Nordic, they had so many games there as well. And I got to try AEW Fight Forever, which is looking like it will actually be a good wrestling game. Which... Okay. is Nice because the WWE games have been shit. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's so many games. Oh, I also so, I also got hands on with Dying Light 2 Which? Dying Light. You mean Dead Island? Too. Yes, <laughs> Dead Island too. They're all the same. <laughs> well, they are the <laughs> same. Zombies. They still. They all have zombies. I'm gonna say it's fast-paced zombie hacky-hacky killy-killy zombie zombie. So I did get... I got a hands-on with Dead Island 2, and yeah, that's... It sort of has ruined the name of it, though. It's not set on an island, so I I don't know if to give it 0 out of 10 for false advertising. (laughs) Um,
2: From from what we've read... uh... You know they've been saying that the the combat is especially good, especially yes. the melee combat. Lots of uh, hacking and
0: slashing. Yeah. I'm going to say yes. Uh, from what I got to play, yes, it's very much it's very much back to proper Dead Island. You know, hacky slashy, fun times combat with some weird. You know, however many weird zombie types you've got, the bosses. Uh, I got absolutely molested by a boss in the gameplay I tried. I mean, oh. I got told that it's rare for some people to get to the boss, so at least I got to the boss and then got molested by the boss. So there we go. Oh. Um, yeah, fast, fluid, frantic, very colourful, looks fun. I'm going to play it. I, I, I like the first Dead Island, so I need to play the second Dead Island. Okay. Um, I suppose it's interesting that when you think of... You think about the development cycle of Dead Island Two and the hell it's come through. This hasn't this version that they're doing now completely started fresh with about no yeah, four years ago. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. not like um, they've it's not like they've dra- done a Duke Nukem forever and just kept piling shit on.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've said that it's not uh, an open world, right? It's. Uh...
0: But
2: as I've
0: read it's you know separate areas I, know. I didn't get to see that part to be honest they just dropped us in a in an area I would say from the looks of it it looks like it's well, it's got big areas so I mean it may be it may be similar yeah. to the Metro I, I don't honestly don't know mm-hmm. they didn't really get they didn't really talk about that part of show us any of that that um, makes sense
1: because there are too many games that are open world just for the sake of being open.
0: Yeah, if and it's I, tighter, it's a
1: good thing. Uh,
0: and I, to be fair, I, I'm, yeah, I agree with that. I've been sort of falling out with open worlds over time, anyway. But yeah, so I mean, there's so many games I've seen um, standout ones. Again, I don't know if I can talk about them. I'm just going to say standout ones, and if I get in trouble for mentioning the names, then so be it. One to Dead looked very... It was very fun. Uh-huh. That, uh-huh. I'm looking forward to that. Even though I'm crap at that, you know, the fast-paced, hacky-slashy, Devil May Cry-style games, I... To be fair, I picked that up quite quickly. Very intuitive, so, yeah. Looking forward to that. Um... Yeah, that... Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader, for people who can't see it, Um, from Alcat... It's Halcat, so, yeah. Looking forward to that. Um, hyenas. I really enjoyed the look of it. Didn't get hands-on, but I did enjoy the look of it. Uh, Company of Heroes 3. It's Company of Heroes. It's, you know, it's played fantastic. It played like Company of Heroes. But it's got the added... Um, Overworld strategic map element being added to it, so that'll begin. That will be again Company of Heroes three. Great. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I could keep going. Another one I did actually, I wrote a lot about, um, which was announced, uh, called Meet Your Maker. Um, that quite interesting. Um, uh, asymmetrical asynchronous multiplayer game. But, did you? Give, did any of you ever try the? Um, what was the Ubisoft Ubisoft game? The something quest for epic loot or whatever.
2: The mighty quest of, for epic loot,
0: I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
2: Think of. Yeah, you something... basically raided other people's castles. In that yeah.
0: Game. Yeah. Oh, so but. in this, essentially, you raid. It, you can raid other people's outposts for material. And, and you also create your own, and then there's quite a, there's quite a lot of detail that goes into it. Like, if material runs out, then you can't use that outpost. Um, but if that outpost got enough kills from what you've set up, and got enough likes from players, so, or if they've given comments, you'll get experience for that outpost, letting you prestige it to renew it and give it more building quantity blocks sort of thing. Um... Yeah, it looked a really interesting game, and I want to try the closed alpha. So I'm going to try the closed alpha. Other than and that... you're
1: going to play with other people!
0: No, you don't have to play with other people. What you do is you create an outpost which murders other people. You never have to see them. <laughs> or you raid other people's outposts, and you never have to see them. So it's the Chris race perfect game. It, it, essentially, it's the perfect multiplayer game where other people are involved, but you never have to associate or interact with other people.
1: The only interaction is violence, because violence is always the answer.
0: Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> you're vi- you're violent against the things they've done, anyway. Yeah, okay. I mean, I could go on. I mean, I... Frontier. I went to see the Great War, uh, Western Front by Petroglyph, mm-hmm. and that looked, that really looked good. Um all, Didn't get hands-on, but he's, yeah, it's Petroglyph, former CNC, the, you know, met the audio director, Frank Klapacki. will for Command & Conquer fans, everybody knows him. Um Yeah, I've, I've seen so many games, and I'm just writing reviews, previews, not reviews, previews now. Uh, okay,
2: I'll just ask some stuff myself, then. That- since you have seen too many games to remember them all (laughs) at once. But uh, seriously, one of the, I think, uh, most well-received games, uh, well, at least in terms of trailers, that is, but uh, even from the hands-on that I've read uh, on other websites, uh, was The Lies of Pin. So what did you think of it? Uh,
0: That's the problem. My appointment got scrapped. So I didn't get a chance. Another Gamescom thing. It happens. Uh, They ended up having to go to the Microsoft booth. The people. So, yeah. So that's disappointing. It is disappointing, but it is Gamescom. It's happened to us all. We, you know, we we make things, but sometimes it happens. Um, I did go to the booth and see if they had time to put me in elsewhere, but everything where they had people, it was it was completely packed. So mm. that's okay. that. It's always a danger. It's always a danger.
2: Ah, uh, did you saw Outcast 2? think you had in our bind outcast 2
0: that was which, that was THQ Nordic wasn't it
2: yeah
0: yes I did see that I did the see that of- and, yeah um, that looked interesting um, the way the the way the open world um, I'm trying to find my notes while I do this the open world sort of interacts with whatever you do you've got multiple villages what you can visit um, and essentially, you've got a big flying elephant thing, which will be your pet. Oh! And as you do more things, you'll you'll, you'll help that grow. If the world reacts to you. You get more skills based on the villagers you've helped and how you've progressed with them. You can obviously make enemies. Um, so yeah, it's quite interesting. Um, how they've how they've involved exploration as well because you've got like a weird hand um, paraglider glider thing, so they've put a lot of verticality in the in the world and exploration. So it does mm-hmm. feel like a detailed, does feel and look like a detailed world from what they've shown. Um, massive wide variety of biomes to go through, and it, the what I liked is the aesthetic choice. Where it's colourful, it's vibrant, and it's not... So that means it won't age too quickly. Which I always think is probably one of the best ways to do it. (coughs)
2: Um, It's also quite a unique setting in terms of uh, sci-fi.
0: Yes, Uh, yeah. Uh, Adelpha, the world is called. Um, Which I wonder if they just took Philadelphia and just decided to take a few letters away. But whichever... (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah so i mean they they involved a lot of fans in the development of the a lot of the fans of the original in the development of this game with um appeal studios actually hiring one of the biggest fans who made mods and kept like the original working so yeah so they've had a lot of involvement in the with the fans
2: I don't think they are a big studio anyway. So if they can make a big hit, it will be a surprise. Hmm. In a way.
0: Suppose mm-hmm. what I do like as well is they're not trying to overburden you with things. So if, unless I'm mistaken, there's only two weapons in the game, and but you've got a massive variety of customization options to. So essentially, those two weapons become like 500 weapons. You know what I mean? yeah yeah, so yeah, so yeah, quite uh, from what was shown, can't say it will be that because it wasn't hands-on. Um, yeah, everything in the world simulated um, ev- your actions when you, what you're doing quests do have an impact on the world which will make it change. And um, yeah, I mean the bat- the combat system looked fun in the way that you can combine different skills. Uh, in a sort of bioshocky way, to an extent where you use like a levitation wet thing that sends your enemies up in the sky, and then you can use like. Well, you can just simply shoot an bar- explosive barrel if you want with- next to the floating enemies, or use some sort of chain. another chain skill which will hit them all while they're up in the air and defenseless, and yeah, it all looked quite interesting.
2: Did they say. When they are planning to release it, you know, roughly. Or... Mm,
0: no, didn't give me a date. Um, all they've said is they're close to beta. Mm. Okay. Uh, so know,
2: it'll maybe... be
0: twenty twenty three.
2: Yeah, for sure, but maybe <clears throat> in the, I think in the first half probably if.
0: Uh,
2: mm. be maybe. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, you know, among the focus on games, I think you had a look at Plague Tale, right? That's also very anticipated.
0: No, no. If you remember the email that they're sending, oh no, I can't. No, can I? Oh shit! I don't know if I can talk about that. Oh, no. I saw something, but we had a. Uh... We said the vision. I don't know if we can say that. I don't know if I can even say this. No, I don't think I can say this. (laughs) No, no. I'm actually going to do a PR thing there and say I can't possibly comment. (laughs) Is that for all of the Focus
2: on Titles or just... No, 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 just,
0: just Plague Tale.
2: Okay, then let's move on to, did you see Atlas Fallen? Because that was also interesting.
0: Yes, I saw Atlas Fallen, and as far as I'm aware, there is no embargo on that. But I am, what I will do before I talk about Atlas Fallen, while I search for any sort of embargo, is talk about Evil West. <laughs> Okay. Be- because, <laughs> because I'm now searching for so searching for an embargo on Atlas Fallen. Well so Evil West looked interesting. I know Kai's previewed it before. I got to see a different sort of the gameplay to Kai. Um and yeah, I, I quite enjoyed Evil West from from what was played. It's um you can tell the inspiration from Devil May Cry. That was the first question I pretty much asked while I was fighting is like this is inspired by Devil May Cry, which it was, which I am not shocked by. Um, after, as you're playing, so the combat system is quite simple. You've got a six-shooter for just general shooting. Uh, if you aim and shoot, it's a rifle, and then you have a melee attack. But the way you can combine these, uppercutting people, pull out your six-shooter, blast the living shit out of the vampires while they're up in the sky... It all, you know, it's all pretty, pretty normal. It, it's what you expect from a game like that. Um, the, it's not a complete Souls like, but it isn't too easy. Um, sort of half and half, I'd probably say. Um, yeah, way, give it. A, by the
1: way, this is, this is something that I always wonder when I see character action games from Western Studios. How does it play? I mean, does it feel snappy like the Japanese games? You know, sometimes they have issues with animations that uh, it doesn't feel as... not as smooth as snappy.
0: So it's it's intentionally more sluggish. It's intentionally mm. intentionally slower. It's not insanely fast-paced like Devil May Cry, but you can tell the inspiration with the juggling with the style of yeah. combat. So it's it's I suppose the way you best could the, be, the way you could best say it is it's a more deliberate style of Devil May Cry. Yeah. So with Devil May Cry I would just randomly hack and slash like a bloody nutter because I'm crap at them yeah. whereas this you're you're thinking about what you're doing and you can actually plan your moves and the the way combat is formed does help with um so it gives you sort of little hints. You can do finishing moves by weakening an enemy with um, with your gun from a bit of range. Charge in, use a melee attack for a finishing move. Give yourself some health back. Um, for a bit more of an element, they, if you if you're quick enough, um, if an enemy is about to attack you, they'll have a little glowing weaks a glowing weak spot. We'll call it. If you manage to hit them there with the gun don't know if it works with nelly if you manage to hit them there with the gun you'll get uh, do massive damage lightly kill them uh, to a very gory finishing sort of comically gory thing and it's also it feels all quite suitable with the setting and everything Uh, the weird the weird vampire in the western setting um Mm. it's quite linear but that's not an issue. Um, there's only a few side elements. You've got upgradable stuff by collecting gold as you go through. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it, and I managed to get to the side boss, which is a very early side boss in the game, and it was challenging, but I managed to beat it, which, good, yay me. I'm one of the few that did. So, I'm good, I'm good at gameplay and things. <clears throat> um... Atlas Fallen. I have decided from looking at this, where there's no mention of an embargo, that I can't talk about it. So I will talk about uh, it.
1: I've oh. read. To, I, I've read impressions from other websites, so you probably can.
0: Fell off sh- Why did you not just tell me that? I, I, I <laughs> was just thinking about it now
1: while you were talking about Evil West. Oh,
0: yeah. Bloody yeah. <laughs> hell. Bloody <laughs> hell. Um. Yeah, so it's not an open world. Uh, that's one f- one of the first things to say. It's a, lin- it's a linear structured game, so you're following a narrative, but f- the impression I get is, again, nobody got hands on it. its impressions from just a preview a trailer, well, talking through it. Um, it fe- it sounds Metro exodus where you're moving on a linear path, but you've got larger areas each time you go. Um, the combat looked quite interesting. Where you've got no, from the looks of it, you've got no set weapons. They sort of change on the flyers you're using essentially as your mashing attack. One second you'll be hitting them with a hammer made of sand, the next you'll be hitting them with a scythe made of sand, the next will be, you know, yeah. a, a large penis extension made of sand. Um, uh, it's I think it's a gauntlet that um, yes. morphs sand in different uh, ways. It is that's it. You, so the the narrative story is that you're just this random plebe who manages to find a magical gauntlet, and you are going to try and well, fight the sun god that's ruling over Atlas. Um. Yeah, this gun lets you control sand, so the movement's quite we- quite interesting how you can surf on the sand. It's just a bit of a reminder of Dragon Ball, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, the combat yeah. looked interesting where, like I said, you've got all this um, and momentum is a key element where the more you're fighting, the more damage you're doing, the more you're getting by the set of looks of it, you're gaining momentum, which makes you stronger, but also Means you get receive more damage, so it's quite a bit of a quite a bit of a balancing act, which could be interesting. But the sounds more you like, gain, uh,
2: sounds like a Berserker. You know when you have mm. a circle,
0: yeah. uh,
2: you you do more damage, but you also take more damage. Yeah, that's your, yeah. the usual thing. Yeah,
0: yeah it does. Um, and then, of course, as you gain more momentum, then you will be able to use. Special moves, uh, special abilities, by using this momentum. Um, <clears throat> as you're doing that, you'll you'll. So these are like your little semi-open worlds as you're moving through the linear path. They have got open world elements, so destroying sh- shrines, collecting materials. You'll f- find what they call essence stones, which lets you craft um, craft into the gauntlet to unlock new skills and improve your combat options. Um, and from what was said because you've got um, a variety of biomes, despite the fact that it's a big sandy planet um, the biomes will increase, offer different enemy types um, and based on the enemy type you'll have a variety of different Um, the way you'll have to face each enemy looks different where I think I, I, I never watched the trailer but I'm guessing it's the same thing where you see a big crab monster which looked, com- yeah, multi-stage enemies, and that didn't even look like a boss to me. So, yeah, uh-huh. it's, um, yeah. Then as you're unlocking more abilities, you'll also unlock the ability to explore the environment further. So, yeah, it's got exploration. It's got interesting-looking combat, a nice-looking setting, and looks and sounds interesting. So, yeah, I like the look of it. Uh uh-huh. hmm um, and I
2: think it also
0: God. retains, I think, the
2: classic the surge elements where you can basically rip parts of uh, the monsters. I think uh,
0: mm. that's yeah. I, I think, think I that think was know. sort of like the multi part thing, yeah, where you're targeting different things. Um, they have said like where where you like your souls like stuff from the surge and whatnot uh, being quite difficult. This is going to have essentially an easy mode. Uh, ec- an exploration mode, which will mm-hmm. make it very easy f- and, and more accessible for people. So, I uh, yeah. suppose.
2: I am happy because. The, uh, the saying is not a
0: Souls-like, but it seems a bit like Souls-like.
2: Yeah, I think they are making, well, at least, uh, you know, other previews, they've said that uh, it's apparently more inspired by something like God of War or Horizon mm. than a Souls-like. But, yeah, of course. I would say that. It, it still has some elements of a source like I think and uh, maybe in the art mode it will be still very challenging and uh, but I'm personally happy that <laughs> there are uh, you know uh, more accessible modes for uh, for example I couldn't really get into the source for this <laughs> so yeah. uh, the, the
1: first one was very challenging.
0: yeah yeah yeah, I played them both, so yeah, I agree with that. So yeah, I mean, I, yeah, they're they're the um, the I did also from Focus, I did also see Aliens: Dark Descent, which, um, you know, it's like it's got a bit of XCOMs on the wider xcom ideas on the wider thing. It's probably the best way I could look at it is like. Red Solstice 2, where you've got you've got the general overall strategy parts of it, but then when you get into the fight it's essentially just um, Alien Breed or one of those top-down tactical shootery things, real-time. Yeah, um... Or maybe, no, Bullet Hell. I don't know. It's just one of those games. Red Solstice 2. It's Red Solstice 2, but Aliens. Um... I like the look of it but at the same time I had a s- and when I write the preview I'll I'll say the same thing is um my one concern is that the xenomorphs were just charging at the, your characters um I didn't you know it was hands off so hopefully they'll fix they'll change that by then but to me the xenomorphs do not you know do not just get up and charge at people they are angry biting bastards that sneak in the floors and up, up the walls and on the roofs mhm
2: yeah
0: so yeah i mean they they've got a lot of details there and i'll go into more when i write the preview but yeah i suppose permade permadeath stuff it's got stress and health stress levels which impact on the combat it's got a big variety of things i suppose it's more just the setting which makes me think You know, don't use Xenomorphs if you're just going to have them charge at you. that just means it's alien colonial marines, but top down. (laughs) And uh, I think you also saw Iron Life, right? I did. I enjoyed that. I did. I enjoyed that. I chuckled. I laughed. It's colourful. It's comical. You've got a gun that swears at you. A gun that tells you off for killing a kid. And, (laughs) I mean, I don't know why it would tell you off for that. It refused to do it at first. (laughs) Tell me I'm not going to kill the kid. I'm like, yeah, you are. And he did did eventually. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's it. It's very interactive with the way it works on the environment. Um you can tell the slapstick comedy you can tell the inspiration uh you've got you've got simple multiple dialogue choices but it, it's a shooter it's it's a shooter it's fun it's fast and the 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 world looks interesting i don't know how open certain areas are going to be hopefully they will be um and i managed to well, I managed to get to the boss at the end of the demo, and did I beat it? Yes, I beat the boss as well. So there we go. That was another demo I mani- uh, preview I managed to finish where others didn't, so yay me. Did they give you a teddy bear or something? <laughs> they did not.
1: <laughs> they could have done worse, like a teddy bear that worse at you.
0: I would have loved that would
1: that. have been lo- that would've been great that would've been great
0: I would have loved <laughs> that but no they didn't But yeah I, same as I said when the when it was first shown at the Xbox show thing and that's one of the games that really looked interesting to me and appealed to me and getting hands on with it it still does and that's more you you know how jaded I am when it comes to games Mhm
2: yeah, it's one of those games that inspire sympathy, in a way,
0: and uh, mm. joy. Yeah,
1: it, just, it, it just stands out yeah, from the grey stuff that everyone is making.
0: Yeah, there we go. So, yeah. What else is and, there?
2: Uh, I think there was also Obsidian's Pentiment. Um, yes, there was.
0: Very unique, from the looks of it. Very unique. Um... Yeah, so you've got the RPG elements where you're picking multiple character attributes um, at the start. Um, Not a massive amount I can really say about that. We've all played those games where you're picking attributes which develop, which impacts on the level of skill you've got in certain things. You know, if you understand, for one one example, it will let you. You know, you did you had a history in Italy, you your character worked in Italy, in the north of Italy, so you understand part of Italian, and you understand certain Italian traditions or rules. So, there you go. That's for you. Um, the, map st- the map style was interesting. The art style, everything's just sort of... So it's not a... We've seen it's not a third-person yeah. RPG. It's not one of that. It's, it's not side-scrolling... Or it, it, it's like side-scrolling?
2: Yeah. It looks like
0: it's uh,
2: in a book, basically. It yeah. looks
0: like you're in a book. Uh, yeah, very much like that. Um, it's almost side-scrolling in nature, but with a tiny bit of... You know, if you're going left, you can, you've you got a fork where you can go left and down, left and up, keep going left, that sort of thing. <coughs> um, Yeah, the part I got to play, essentially, there was a dead body and I just had to talk to a few people, ask a few questions there's multiple multiple dialogue options a part of it will be based on what you've found already, part of it is based on your character skills and backstory and such as that and eventually I just, you know I looked at a priest checking a corpse and just figuring out why the how the corpse was killed and that was the end of the demo Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like the look of it. It's it, it's it's obsidian. It'll probably have a good story.
2: Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, it's unique in that it has no combat, so it's kind mm-hmm. of uh, this collision-like. Also, they've said that uh, basically you can accuse anyone, and uh, the game won't really tell you if you picked the right guy or not. So it's. Uh, Okay. interesting that'll in that interesting. way yeah that'll be interesting um, and also well you know the the creator josh sawyer uh, who was you know created games like pillars of eternity fallout yeah. new vegas it was basically his pet project for a long time he was like actually it's interesting because Uh, I've read that he was basically researching his own history because I think uh, some of his family uh, came from Germany, so he he used to research German history, and uh, basically he said, uh, I've been looking to make this game for a long time, but I can now just because of uh, Game Pass, in a way, because Game Pass lets them experiment with, uh, with this kind of games.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I'm just looking at the time. I don't think we've got time for me to cover every game here. Pick one last game. Yeah. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe Dark Tide.
2: Did you play that? That's also
0: Vermin. Ridiculous. Yeah, I played that for four people. Played Ace Vermin Tide, but Space Marines. That's uh-huh. honestly the best way you can put it. It's. It's fun. It's action packed. It's vermin but forty k. I really yeah. cannot say much more than that. It's, that's what it is. It's, it's You know, it looks good. It plays good. It feels it's tight. Um, you same as Left 4 Dead. Same as vermin You do rely on everybody to know their abilities and play well, and you know, stick together. Um, the way you progress through the maps, you've got you know multiple challenges multiple objectives you may need to escort one person carrying something somewhere then defend a place and you get massive swarms of enemies and that it it's it's warhammer 40k but left for dead firm and tidy
2: yeah i think the the biggest difference maybe.
0: With Vermintide, it's supposed to be a greater
2: focus on ranged weapons. You know, yeah, yeah,
0: here you've got a lot of melee, and I was a melee character. So, yeah, yeah, give you that part. But, yeah, it, it, it's the same vein of game. It, if you've played Left 4 Dead, it's a, it's a 40k version of that, but faster and fr- more, a bit more frantic. Mm-hmm. And You do feel like a space marine. But you do get your hat, your ass handed to you quite frequently.
2: Uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, the last big game on your schedule was Homeworld Three. So, did you like that?
0: I loved it. Uh, I mean, yeah. In fact, yes. The embargo's lifted. I can. I will be writing about that shortly. <clears throat> Uh, it's homeworld. It's it. It feels like homeworld. It is homeworld. Um, the interesting where is the interesting where they're doing combat is that now you've everything is everything you see. Oh well, you've got the you've got the background sort of wallpaper that you can't interact with, but everything that's in the combat zone, which is massive. Um, It all all has a life of its own, so you can use asteroid belts to give yourself cover. Every single rocket shot, everything is a physical element, so as you're flying through an asteroid belt, a rocket might hit the asteroid. Uh, You can use terrain like the asteroid belts, you can use massive structures which have got pipes running through them, fly through there to... You know, go under and possibly pop out and flank an enemy. So it's far more... Not strategic. Far more tactical than Homeworld's been before. And it really feels, you know, that good. It's set 15 years after Homeworld 2. And it offers a direct continuation. It will have the same sort of elements where you're a fleet moving through... A certain area of space which is trying to, well, you're essentially finding out why there's some sort of dark space which is taking over and destroying oh. the world, the universe. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the map, like I said, the map, the thing about Homeworld is all about the combat for me. Um, yeah, you've got, you've got that, it's just the combat is fantastic. They've mentioned there's going to be a roguelike mode, which yeah, I'm I'm not I didn't really get to see much about that, but I mean it's compelling, it sounds interesting. But yeah, so, so like, like with the permadeath I don't rogue-like. I don't know. That's the thing. I really don't know. They just mentioned it. It didn't really go into much, but I you know, I was they, there was no hands on with that. That's just something that they're going to talk about in the future because it's still quite a way to go. Oh. They're, you know, it's, it, they're, they're aiming for the first half of 2023. So it's not going to be the first quarter. It's not going to be. I don't think it'll be January, March if they're aiming for the first half. You're probably looking somewhere between April and June. hmm. Okay. But yeah. But I got to play two missions. They were quite. You know, they were varied. the the visuals it looks fantastic it's extremely detailed the way the map works the the whole, whole fact that it's a 3d living space when where you can fly through structures and it just adds that level of tactical combat that's just really 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 good
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah i guess
2: there aren't many strategy strategy games in, that are set in space, like a mm-hmm. right? No. I mean, uh, so yeah. you get to take advantage of that third, uh, third playing, you know? And yeah. Third, uh, yeah.
0: And, uh, exactly. So, um, yeah. Let's just quickly go on, because I've obviously not been playing anything, so let's quickly go to what you two have been playing. Because... All my, you know, the vast majority of my Gamescom stuff will be wrote up and coming out in previews over the next however many weeks. I've got two wrote up already, and then I'm going to write up a third one as soon as we're done here. Possibly a fourth or fifth one later today as well.
2: Okay. Uh, Well, I've been playing Saints Row, (laughs) but unfortunately it's not very good. I want a copy of that. Um... Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just uh, like the regular regular Lord games for the most part. Yeah. It didn't really improve much in any area, honestly. And uh, even from a technical perspective, I, I don't think it's really that good. Uh, I mean, uh, if you compare it to <laughs> something like GTA five on PC with mods, then you know, there isn't much difference in favor of Saints Row, even though it's like uh, nine years uh, you know, younger in terms of release. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if, if this was meant to be a reboot. I think it uh, largely failed to grab attention. And uh, I think uh, now... <laughs> Um, Deep Silver—they uh, uh, have to question whether uh, Evolution uh, is really in need of a massive overall or not, because it's basically the second game they've uh, they've done badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Agents of Mayhem was really, <laughs> you know, unsuccessful. I mean, Saints Row will probably be more successful, even. Just because of the name itself, but it's not uh, yeah. really going to be a success. So, I think that studio is in need of uh, of an overall going forward. Uh, or the, the, at least that's what I would do,
0: if yeah, I was... It's a weird one that they've... Yeah, It's a weird one. They need it's to.
2: disappointing. It's disappointing because, you know, I... I remember playing the original Saints Row actually, and I thought, well, this is quite the quite the good yeah. GTA clone for a mm. you know new developer, and also Volition mm-hmm. used also used to be known for uh, something like Red Faction, you know. Uh, at that yeah. time, they were actually at the forefront of uh, you know environmental destruction technology stuff like that, yeah. but now I don't know. That's that's been you, lost.
0: <laughs> you know what Volition need to do to reboot themselves? Bring back Insane the game, the horror game that was cancelled that they were making with Del Toro oh. way back uh, when.
2: Maybe. It could, be, it could be a nice way, but I mean Deep Silver uh, and uh, Embracer Group as a whole, they have uh, lots of IPs. They do. And uh, yeah, so that know. that's not the issue. I think the issue here is that they have to take a hard look at the you know at the studio and see what needs to be addressed to improve yeah. the quality of the games <clears throat> Because I think as a whole you know embracer group, they've got a ton of games like you said, but uh, they still don't have many quality games coming out. That's their. Yeah biggest shortcoming that they have to fix if they really want to be in the big leagues, you know, among uh, Ubisoft, EA and whatever. So if they I want think... to get there, yeah, they need to improve the quality of the games, maybe even tone down the quantity a bit. Uh, because right now it's really mostly the quantity over quality.
0: I suppose it's a weird one, but that, that as a company, they don't they don't see themselves as that though. Um, I mean they've been very public in saying that whereas Ubisoft, EA, Activision, they all focus on just having a select few franchises which they will just rotate and churn. Whereas I mean obviously Embracer, Deep Silver well, Embracer, Play on THQ, Nordic, they they want to have those franchises which they will keep going back to, but I think they do want to see... There are neat, There are audiences for all these games. I mean, Saints Row was one of those franchises, I suppose, when we're just looking at Volition. But, um... There are audiences for these games. I mean, Kingdom Come Deliverance, that did well, and um... Yeah, yeah that's, 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 it's just a weird one. I, I do like... I both like and not, sh- I'm not. I'm. I like, but I'm also not sure about the direction. I do prefer a, a company that will take risks and give people something new, rather than just uh, you regurgitating know. the same shit. I think you know, it's a matter of uh,
2: perspective. I mean, Kingdom Come Deliverance was certainly successful in its uh, you know double segment, I'd say. But uh, like I said, Central yeah. By the admission, it was supposed to be a triple A game, and it's not a good AAA game. That's a fact. Yeah, yeah. So, that, that's yeah. the thing. So, if you're doing a double A game, you have to do a good double A game. If you're doing a triple A game, you have to do a good triple A game. That's yeah. the thing. So.
0: Yeah, it's it, a, yeah. I suppose I think the weird one is that that whole style of game it seems to be dropping out of favor as well to an extent I mean what what was it just cause that that ended up falling out of favour and they weren't terrible games as they went on I'm not obviously this new Saints Row isn't from what's been said isn't that good so I just do seem to think it's um, you know the style of game just seems to be falling out of favour slowly you know I think
1: it's the open world fatigue is starting to yeah. set in for a lot of people
0: it's certainly even setting. even if you add
1: some some if you tweak it a bit okay but it's basically the same thing over and over. I don't think Saints Row has evolved that much since the the first one. It's just bigger, 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 and yeah. at a certain point, people are going to get tired of that.
0: I mean, I, it'll be interesting to see what the sales figures are because, um, you know. <clears throat> It's the new Saints Row is the number one selling game on the Epic Game Store, or it was recently. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I suppose we don't know how many copies it sold though, or anything like that. Yeah, I
2: mean, well,
0: of course, it's
2: only on the Epic Store for now,
0: yeah. so it's on PC at least. Uh,
2: no, but seriously, I think, I think, honestly, Embracer is trying to to get there, to get more companies that are capable of uh, producing quality games. I mean, just look at them buying uh, Crystal Dynamics and uh, Mm. Eidos, Eidos Montreal, you know? So those are companies that made really good games in the past. And also, I think, not sure if we talked about it, uh, or maybe not, because we missed one podcast, but uh, not too long ago, they purchased Middle Earth Enterprises. I mean, that's... A pretty big statement, you know, uh, for a company that wants to do quality stuff, you know, in games and even beyond games.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting.
2: I do do think they are moving uh, slowly towards that. And uh, we'll see. It's certainly an interesting growth for a publisher. You know, they were really small until five or six years ago. And now, they are among the most active uh, companies when it comes to acquisitions. In the
0: industry. Yeah. So, I suppose it's the way they're going about it, and it's they're, they're making some intelligent ones. Middle-earth enterprises, they bought them, um, but it's also the fact that there's so much they can make out of this. They don't. They, obviously, they won't have to pay the license fees for any of those characters now. But that also extends to they've got a film sector. They've got um, they bought Asmodee a a year or two back, which is all about board games. Um, It's having these IPs and the fact that they can utilise them in so many ways, which will benefit the company as a whole. So yeah, yeah, it's it's an it's a good it's a smart way to do it. It's just that they need to they just need to start making money to pay off the acquisitions. But yeah. we'll see, we'll see. Um, let's go on, Francesco, let's finish it off. What have you been playing?
1: Well, n- nothing new for me this week, because Fair there's, one game, there's a one game I can't talk about yet. And then I'm still playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3, because I'll yes. be done with that game in 2024, probably.
0: You're <laughs> such a tease. There's always a game you yeah. can't talk about.
1: Yeah, I can't talk about that. Well, I could I talk about the small segment of it, but I'd rather not, because... I think I would end up talking about the game at large, and I'd rather not
0: Fair at this um,
1: time.
2: You know, with uh, with Xenoblade Chronicles three, uh, you know, our fellow colleague Ule gave it a ten. What did, What do you think about that? Is it well? Too much? I haven't
1: completed yeah. it. I haven't completed it yet, so I can't say. But definitely not a ten. Because uh, right right now, I'm enjoying the game a lot. I'm enjoying the combat, the mechanics, and even the story. But for now, I have enjoyed Xenoblade Chronicles 2 a bit more for now. But, mm-hmm. you, you know, in these games, you get the big revelations at the end for the story, like things that completely change uh, what you have experienced earlier. So I can't really tell. For, I can't really say for now, but not a 10, in my opinion. It's a... Uh, it's not perfect, it has issues and, you know, a game that runs on Switch can't can get 10 anyway, because yeah. performance yeah. issues are everywhere.
2: I mean, unless you, you, your name is Mario or Zelda, then you can get 10, um, Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, yeah, that's true. But, you know, it's a very good game, I'm liking it, but I think I really need to complete it to say if it is the best in the series or a, or a 10 out of 10. Yeah, you really need to to experience everything in this type of game. So they're, they're, uh, you you get you get the big revelations at the end. I mean, this was like for the first and the second, and even for Xenogears Gears, it was like this. You had to play like fifty hours to to think to start really get going. So this is the same. They they have their slow play. They they are slow paced. You need to you need to get to the end and. I think I'm halfway through right now. I'm like 55 hours in, and I'm still like, I still have to play like four chapters or three. I don't remember. So yeah, it's very long.
0: No, ah, so okay. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to be picking it up anytime soon. I'll never finish it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, folks, um, you can you can go to the website and with uh, some Chris,
0: I've called some Gamescom. Make sure to do that. There will be many, many writings coming out over the next few weeks. Um, Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, on that, yeah, read the site, listen to me yammer on, read me yammering on, and we will see you all next week. In a bit.